0: Have you ever looked at someone and thought, if only I had his life, I could be truly happy? If only I had her career. If only I had his good looks. If only I had a marriage like If this. only I had a body if like, hers. like If I was taller like him. If I had her, skin, her brains. His car. If only I had their if house. If only I had their if, if only. If only. If only. If only. Stop. Stop. It's a mental spiral that threatens to take you down. Comparison is the thief of joy.
1: This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston.
0: Well, Signs Radio is out and about today, uh, not stuck in a studio but uh, out in i was about to say sunny queensland but it's actually <laughs> a little bit overcast today but yeah just in the northern suburbs of brisbane i guess i'm never quite sure if i'm in the bottom of the sunshine coast here or the top of brisbane but in dacobin queensland at the uh, the annual adventist big camp convention and i'm here with one of our authors this is uh, Grace Thomas. Say good day, Grace. Hi, how are you, everyone? Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's great to have, have you here on, on Science Radio, Grace. And thanks so much for writing a, an article for us in, in this month's magazine, the October no. magazine.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. And thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Now, you're a teacher, is, is that right?
1: Yes, well, I'm a teacher, so support for kids with special needs oh. at a high school
0: wow okay so wow that, that would be that would be interesting like supporting yes. kids with i guess what getting them up to reading level or up to maths level exactly or whatever they're struggling with. whatever
1: they're struggling with doing assignments and things with them modifying their programs so that they can actually achieve their goal um, and then seeing them graduate because i work at a high school it's um, the highlight or moving up a level from like a grade three to a grade five level even though they're like they're 18 year olds Wow. so it's yeah it's really fulfilling
0: Wow, so you you really have a a passion for kids and I know you're also part of a a large family so there are a a lot of kids in your circle as well. And in, in your article that you wrote for us, it's entitled "Comparison: The Thief of Joy." You talk about an encounter with one of your your nieces. Mm. And uh, I guess we, we should explain to our listeners that because there's some fairly sort of sensitive personal content in, involved here, we're we're not using Grace's r- real real name. Well, her real name isn't Grace. <laughs> <laughs> and and neither if, if we refer to to your niece and and you know some of her friends or, or other relatives, we won't be using um, th- their names either, just to pr- protect their privacy. Yes, that's- that's right so I'm sure people will, will understand that but look we know you're a teacher we know you, you love kids yes <laughs> um, I do so you, you mentioned in your article that you have a, a teenage niece and she confessed to you one day that she was actually considering killing herself I mean That's how, right. how serious
1: what was this I was visiting her I was on holidays and I, I came to her house and it was just you know an aunt and niece time bonding time she was 13 at that time mm-hmm. and yeah, we were having a wonderful time and we ended up chatting about different things that were bothering her. But out of the blue, she told me that she wanted to kill herself. And as, you know, this is somebody I love, this is somebody that I have seen being born and to hear that coming from her mouth really shattered. I think I felt my my blood just drain mm. to to my feet and, I, and at that time, the only thing I could do was I did a quick prayer in my head. I said, God help me, I don't know what to say because i think when they're in that very negative state of mind mm. it's very hard to to tell them or, or tell them oh, you you know you, there's nothing for you to worry about you look wonderful for you because it's not going to go in it's not going to be processed mm. so that was quite difficult yeah
0: what what really impressed me about this is that you know you're someone who is a high school teacher so you're, you're around teenagers all the time you know they can get pretty dramatic yes. and it's really easy to get i guess some sort of you know, c- compassion oh, right. fatigue yes. w- when you're dealing with these teenagers who, whose emotions are up and down and yes. up and down, and yes. they can be real—you uh, know—very dramatic. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if, if this is sexist to say, but maybe particularly the girls. Um, yeah, c- c- th- can get yeah. very dramatic. And, and, and instead of you just sort of wiping this off as, mm. oh, this is just teenage angst, you took this really seriously, and you actually decided a- to to stay with her, that to stay over that night, and to spend some time talking with her.
1: We stayed up basically all night i wanted to get to the bottom of her i wanted to know what it was that was that was bothering her and we just chatted for hours and when she the more she talked the more she said that she wanted to be like her cousin uh-huh same age i think three months apart and all she wanted to do was be like her because you know Isla was beautiful, and she wanted to be like her. Mm, mm. And you, you say
0: in the article, Isla was taller, Isla was yeah, like better looking, all, all these sort of things. So she'd been looking at her cousin all she the time, wishing, wishing she time. could be more like that.
1: That's right, wishing and 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 hoping for that. So I wanted to get to the bottom of it, and she had forgotten the qualities that God had given her mm-hmm. and the beauty of. Her, you know, her soul, and so yeah, we ended up staying all night and just chatting about what was really happening. Hmm.
0: And and I guess this brings us to the title of your article, which is "Comparison: The The, the Thief of Joy." Yes. You and and your niece explored this theme and how unhealthy it is to yes. to compare ourselves with with one another. And I'm I'm actually impressed with how you systematically worked through <laughs> and 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 even like wrote down a, a list yes. of of things that you know. That are difficult and dangerous about comparison and, right. and suggested some more positive uh, sort of strategies to put in, in place instead and you're <laughs> going to take us through through some of those yes today. i
1: can talk about uh, those bef-
0: before we do that though is this just an issue what like with teenagers and and young women in particular or do you see this as being a, a large issue i mean now that you're you know you're mature you're you're an you're an adult you've mm. you know you've got your career sorted you've Is this still an issue in in mature life, do you think?
1: Yes, definitely, but I think in different ways. What I have found is that teen girls um, or younger girls, they compare themselves to more of the physical beauty of others, oh look how beautiful she is! How tall she is!
0: It's a, not just a gender thing, too. I think men can uh, also struggle with this. I mean, like you say, career. You know, you, you look yes. at the the car that someone else has, or mm. the career that someone else has, or you manage to get a peek at their yes. paycheck, and you think, oh my goodness! I know. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what did I do wrong? Not to um, yes. not to be able to achieve this? That's you know, right. on, on the weekend, you know, the other guys yes. are riding around on fast motorbikes or or, yeah. or have a a cool boat or something, and it can be yeah it can be it can be tough yeah Yeah.
1: and i think men see before you mentioned that girls are more you know dramatic and i think it's more emotional and they tend to speak and act what they're feeling men tend to reserve or boys tend to reserve and so we tend to think that you know they're not going through whatever girls are going through but yeah i think it's unequal they're just quieter about it Mm. as well as men they're quieter about it than a woman with mm. another woman that can talk about Wh- and be which, more, horrible. which
0: can actually be more unhealthy to extremely, keep pushing. Yes. Yes. yes, extremely, yes. yes. Wow. Okay. So, so I guess I, I just wanted to sort of expand, you know, that discussion so that our listeners don't think, well, this is just an issue if I have a teenage daughter or a teenage granddaughter. <laughs> no. um, if not, I'll just switch off because this mm. is a human issue that yes. that all of us face. Although, of course, you know, you, you're coming at it from your experience with Taylor. You know, your y- right. your niece. So, are you able to, to take us through some of these? Uh, um, some of these steps, you, you talk about the deadly the cycle, deadly cycle. And, and I guess there's this idea of you keep comparing and it's like a spiral that just That's takes right. you down and down and down, down the black hole yeah. I know,
1: and even though it sounds dramatic like the deadly cycle, I think truly that it is a deadly cycle, because we tend, like the first thing I would say we tend to fall short, so if we start comparing ourselves with somebody else, we will always fall short because we're not like that other person mm. so we will never reach that, that level our skills, our, ad, our attitudes, our looks will never be the same mm. as that, that I,
0: I mean i guess whoever you are however rich you are however good looking you are mm. you can always look around and you can always find someone who's smarter than you who's richer always. than you who's you know taller than you if tall what always. you want yes. you, you know, exactly. know what i mean exactly yes um, i did wonder though like reading this about you know you will always fall short yes but i think some of us also fall into the of trying to find someone who we feel is lesser than us. To feel and better. And comparing mm. ourselves with them. Yes. To push them down, to yes. put them down. Oh, they're so immature. Yes. Oh, oh goodness me this you know they have no class they um, yes. oh, look 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 at look at what they're doing yeah. sort of reminded of uh, the biblical story that Jesus told he told a parable about a, a tax collector and a Pharisee and then a very rich uh, sort, sort of religious sort of guy yes. and the religious guy praised God thank you God that I'm not like this, uh, yes. this sinner over here and Jesus said you know what it's that guy did not get his heart oh, right no. with God because of that attitude so I know this sort of goes off the track a little bit of your article but do you think also compa- comparing ourselves with people in, in order to put them down and lift ourselves up is al- also problematic? Oh, yes.
1: also just as bad and I think that sometimes we do that or if we start doing that is because we're trying to make ourselves feel so better we're still comparing mm. but we are doing oh. it in a, in a more you know I am this I am that which is not helping at all it's not mm. healthy at all either
0: well, it's certainly not healthy in terms mm. of relationships, is it? If no. if you're constantly looking to put other people, you'll down. find yourself
1: very alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, in the same way that you can always find someone who you're uh, uh, who's better than you, richer than you, smarter than you. You can always find someone to look down on if if that's, that's right. what you need psychologically.
1: That's right. Yes, and I think that um, because we none of us are perfect, and we put somebody on a you know pedestal, it's not fair for that person because that person is also as as flawed as we are Mm. and we don't know their struggles and i think it's unfair for them as Mm. well Mm. or to be comparing ourselves to them
0: yeah yeah and i mean you you describe it as a deadly cycle and you you say it it can be a a vicious circle it's never ending what what, what do you mean by that
1: never ending i mean that once you you start comparing yourself with someone else say that person you don't you don't look at them anymore you start comparing yourself with somebody else and then that person's like it could be like a, a little I don't know how to explain it but it's almost an
0: addiction it sounds yeah, like like an
1: addiction and then once you move on from that person you move on to another person and you start comparing yourself to that and I think that changes as you get older and your you know your lifestyle changes mm. so when you're younger you could compare yourself to their looks as you get a little bit into university you could compare yourselves to their brains you know how, how smart they are yeah or, sure um, if you if you go into getting married kind of thing then you start comparing yourself to the marriage she has so you're always comparing yourself Mm. and it's like a Mm never-ending when do you stop on
0: a a positive side i mean where do you think the um the line is between this unhealthy comparison that you're talking about and the legitimate desire for a role model or a mentor or someone to look up to someone to help you sort of guide in your way someone because sometimes you see someone Mm. accomplishing something and you think wow It's possible Mm. like this person you know did it or you know they might even get alongside you and say hey I can help you uh, along the same path where where does it is it sort of healthy and unhealthy you have a sense of the dividing line there
1: yeah I think that when it's unhealthy it's when you just sit back don't do anything about it just say you know I want to um, I want a job like she has or I want Mm. to be so you or that skill that she has but you don't do anything about it and you're just resenting it and you're just mm. feeling a bit, mm, why does she have that and I don't? But if you want somebody as a role model, you will actually talk to them about it or email this time, you know, email these days, you can email them anytime you want and just say, look, how did you get this career? I'm interested in doing this. Mm. And instead of feeling put down or depressed or resentful towards this person, you actually feel encouraged to follow in that kind of pathways, because you, even though if yeah, she gives you all this um, advice, you'll still go on your own path. It's just an encouraging and it's an exhilarating kind of feeling. Mm. So
0: okay, okay, so so you're saying that there's nothing wrong with admiring someone, no, ad- 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 do that, ad- admiring yeah. who they are, how they present themselves, yes. how they like their accomplishments. It's it's almost a question of what you do with that. What
1: you do with do,
0: that. Do you resent them and wallow in it and you know drag yourself down, mm. or do you use that as motivation yeah, to learn exactly. more and build it's yourself stepping,
1: up. As a stepping stone to, you know, move on to the next thing and say, you know, I want to do that. I'll follow in, in that kind of steps. So yeah, definitely there is a big difference between them. And you'll know by the way you feel inside, if you feel that resentful, that bitterness or that, that anger or even depression mm-hmm. as to when you're actually admiring someone mm. instead of comparing yourself to them wow
0: okay and and, and you suggest that, that this um this process of comparing it and sort of wallowing in it can uh, this vicious cycle can go on and on and on and if you actually start counting up the minutes and hours oh, yes. y- you're doing this you, y- you start to realize this is crazy
1: yes and if you're on for example instagram let's name a platform and you're scrolling through there all you know the day just to see what everybody's doing what their life looks like those are hours that are wasted. So, you know, if you want a beautiful home because you're marrying the one on Instagram, clean your own. Mm. And, you know, fix it up and, and add those beautiful uh, cushions or decorating tips that you really want. So do mm. something about it instead of just looking through it. Or if you want to um, be healthier and get fitter, then instead of looking at all those women that have the muscular body, just uh, or men even, mm-hmm. just do something about it. You know, start exercising, start walking, get an accountability, accountability partner. Mm. So, yeah, So and I find that the more you scroll through this or the more you think about it, the less time you have to do anything and strive. To, mm. to do better
0: there is a strange paralysing effect of social media it seems that you can somehow spend hours and hours like scrolling through stuff like researching into stuff I know I've been guilty of, of this yeah, a few times yes. um, you, you get a particular interest I think maybe some of us are a bit I know we tend to nerd out a, a little bit yeah. and we <laughs> get right into something and we know everything mm. about it and we do all this research and all this reading and mm. scroll through everything and have all these heroes but we never actually do anything about That's it funny. and it's like I could have used that time much more, uh, you know, in, yes. in, in a much more focused way. So I guess a couple of times in my life, I, I've said to myself, "Enough, you know." Like, I, you're either interested—if you're seriously interested in this—what are you going to do yes. about it? Yes. Um, you know, it's—it's it's not doing you any good just continuing to <laughs> sit on the to couch exactly. and, and, <laughs> and research <all> it. <laughs> it on the internet.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And uh, and I guess it, it's then pretty obvious that. Um, why you say uh, in your article that comparison robs us of joy, and which is in fact, you know, the, the title of your article, comparison is the thief of joy. It robs us of joy, and I it guess does. we can see the mechanism by by which that happens.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's like a a toxic. It's like a disease that we we feel. We start with an unhappy thought, and then it continues on until we're quite resentful, and it's hard to get out of that. But and it kind of entangles in our minds. It's like a, a web. You know, a spider web, Mm. and uh, it's hard to get out of it. Mm. And we're not happy. We're not happy with anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm really glad that when you were you know, speaking with your niece about this, you didn't leave it at that in terms no. of all, 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 the the, <laughs> all the negatives, but you actually started to help. And this is, uh, you know, it's often hard, easy to criticize, isn't it? Easy to come up with the negatives, easy, and that you yes. can spiral down with that too. Yes. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, it's an inescapable, you know, yes. vicious cycle, blah, blah, blah. But you and her actually got together and came up with some practical and positive tips to yes. sort of escape that, that mm. cycle, which you also put in your article, which I'm very yes. grateful for. Can you take us through some of those, please?
1: yeah sure so we talked about gratitude so actually being and i do this personally and that, and we talked about it and actually being very disciplined every morning and write at least two or three things that you're grateful for mm. because sometimes we think i have nothing i have no money i have and we forget the little things you know i had shelter it rained last night i had a warm bed or you know the other day it was funny because it rained really hard and i remember that i was wearing boots And for some reason, I looked up and I said, God, thank you. I have boots. My feet are not getting wet. You know, just the littlest things. But being very conscious of um, that gratitude is very important. So, And it's hard. It's hard to do when you're not in that state of mind. But it gets easier the more you practice it. So mm. that's something you, conscious. You,
0: you can train yourself. Um, yes. it, yeah, like you say, it's really easy to go through your day and every single thing that goes not quite how you planned yes. it to complain about, oh my goodness, oh yes. my life, oh my life is terrible, yes. it's all <laughs> it's falling <the> apart. <laughs> but but if you look for those exceptions, those little glimpses of, yeah. of happiness and of when things went right and grab onto those and you start mm. to realise that, hey, my day is like this sort of string of pearls, you know, there were these yes. little moments through the day where things went right, things I can be grateful for. So here's your challenge uh, right now, Grace. What do you, th- you were nervous about coming to this interview. What are you thankful
1: about right now? I'll put you on Thank the spot. Well, I'm very thankful that I actually got here safely because I drove almost 50 minutes. Okay. So from home and there were trucks and the wind was crazy. But I'm grateful that God brought me here in one piece. He's a traveling mercies. There you go. Well,
0: you, you're an expert. You've, you've, clearly, you've clearly done this. Okay. Now, you, you, you suggest that sometimes a part of the issue is that we just sit there and I guess our you know, the blood begins to pull and settle and we need to just get out and move a little bit. Just, yes. just get outside, get some fresh air. How, how does that help?
1: Oh, it he helps so much. I think God created nature for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I find that when I am going through this, um, you know, either stress or I'm not feeling 100%, being outside, going for a quick walk, doesn't have to be exercise. Don't look at exercise, because that could turn you off. (laughs) More like a gentle stroll to get your mind into another space. Mm. And, you know, that's when um, new oxygen comes in and your blood starts pumping. and, and, And you start looking around and there are so much things happening that you kind of forget about mm. your own you know personal issues mm. but um yeah definitely a stroll a little walk uh even the backyard but getting out of that that moment of negativity mm. and doing something completely different yeah
0: so so we, i mean it's a change of scene just for starters yeah, isn't it complete. but then like you say fresh air a bit of sunshine mm. and getting moving yes. a little bit no, not not that it's exercise no. we, <laughs> we, we wouldn't want that but um yeah it, you're right it can stimulate endorphins oh, it can, door, yeah, 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 it can it do, does. do a lot of things i, I love that now you say um, in your article, only compare yourself to you, what, yes. w- I mean, that, you, you obviously don't do much English teaching because I'm not even sure that makes <laughs> grammatical <laughs> sense, <I know. laughs> what, what, what do you mean, o- only so, compare yourself to
1: you. If, you? if you want to compare yourself to, to someone, for example, oh, I, she's an author, I want to be an author, then you compare yourself, well what can I do to become an author, what skill can I improve? What can I uh, develop in this area? How can I develop in this area?
0: Mm. I, I, I like, um, I mean, in the article, it, it actually says to go for your personal best, you know, like athletes do. And this is something you often hear from athletes, like elite athletes. Yes. I mean, you know, the people who are at Olympic level mm. who are aiming at breaking uh, Olympic records and, and all this sort of stuff, you often hear them talk about their PB Um, You know, their personal best. Mm. And I find this really, really interesting psychology that Mm. they don't have to wait for that big championship event or that big Olympic event to be able to sort of measure their success or, or you know, they actually take a lot of pride in measuring their personal progress and their personal best. So in that sense, they are comparing themselves to themselves, themselves, aren't aren't they? Very much. And you can get a sense of progress. Like as those um, scores and those times improve over time you're like hey i'm improving i'm improving i'm yes. improving and then you With, want to do better yeah without reference to anyone else That's at all right. yeah yes. no it's 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 a great a great comparison there oh ban negativity you say <laughs> <laughs> ban negativity it's funny you know you you're talking about gratitude and, and all this sort of stuff banning negativity one of my favorite movies um, from when i was a kid mm. is pollyanna
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i really i really love it and uh, these days, what people will often say with a sneer on their face, oh, that's a very Pollyanna-ish yes. a- attitude, yes, like that's a negative thing. But if you watch that movie, here mm. you see a girl who, exactly what you're saying about gratitude, you know, mm. through w- whatever circumstances present themselves, what is there to be glad about? That's and I guess the flip side of that is, is what you say in your article, okay. ban negativity. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, Because pe- when, when people say Pollyanna-ish, they often mean you're not connected with reality yes, <laughs> you, yes. you know what I mean? so how can you ban negativity without losing touch with what's real happening? real life yeah and the real challenges that are there
1: well one thing that I have found personal like in my in my life is when I have a negative thought or something that comes into my mind I have learned the only way to battle that is either a quick pray to God yeah. talking to him and saying bible verses or even singing a christian song that's going to uplift because as soon as you do that that negative thought has to go away it hasn't got room for you anymore so you need it's like breaking it mm. and so suddenly you're you know you're thinking about this bible verse and then another one comes into mind then you're singing about it and it doesn't mean that you are you're still not going to come and face the issue you're going through but it means that it's a lot easier easier and there's some hope.
0: Mm, you're you're you know. not going to let it drag you down? No,
1: you're going to strive for it, you're going to surpass that.
0: Oh, I, like, I like that. And it, look, you were mentioned Instagram before and you suggest perhaps, you know, if this is your particular issue of, of what's dragging you down, of what's causing you to play this comparison game, mm. that perhaps you should go on a social media fast.
1: Yes. And I remember that one of my sisters went on, um, she found, she decided to do a little experiment, she found that she was going on um, on Facebook a lot. Yeah. so she thought hmm, I, I seem to be on Facebook a lot but she didn't know how a lot was <laughs> so she decided to get rid of the app from her phone and she noticed that in less than I don't know one two minutes she went on it more than 15 times she was looking for it and she says that, that was an addiction that I didn't even know but I noticed that I was a bit you know in a bad mood after I went on Facebook or my attitude was a bit different. So as soon as she did that, she realized this is not good and she got rid of it, she, she closed her account. I mean, you don't have to close your account. That was a personal choice of hers. Mm, yeah, so um,
0: some of us need to go cold turkey, but you say yeah. in your article, some of us maybe need to go on, on a detox, on a or, detox. To, yes, or to low. limit ourselves in some way. Yeah,
1: baby steps or something <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like it. Focus on your potential and strengths, You say. I guess that's that's pretty obvious, yes. but, but sometimes it's hard for us to see our, our own potential and strengths what, what do you suggest there
1: uh, one of the best things you can do is ask ask a friend ask a family a loved one you know what do you think of my strength what do you think I'm good at and write it down that's one of the ways that you can find um, find out about it mm-hmm. and I think that's very important I'm actually going through that at the moment because I was talking to a friend and, and I, I need to upskill. I want to do some other things but I needed to write what are my skills because I, I don't know I'm not sure I know this comes easy to me, but is that a skill? So I started asking my friends, and they're like, "Oh, you're good at this and that." And I started reading on. I'm like, "Oh yeah," and um, it already makes you feel, you know, good about yourself. And say, okay, I want I want that skill to get even better. Mm. So I'm going to work towards that.
0: But. Wow, no, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, this one made me laugh when I first read it. You know, because it, it's almost a cliche in some ways. Oh, I'm feeling so down. Blah blah. Get a hobby. They say, <laughs> get a hobby. It's true. Um, but but it's for real, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's a it's a cliche for a reason.
1: Yes, I think getting a hobby, or it's kind of like a distraction. You will use your creativity. You will use your strength. You will use your your mind in a different area. That's more positive. If you like painting, paint. If you want to learn a musical instrument, you know, learn. Mm. Um, there are, I uh, think, even on YouTube you can find uh, people who teach you how to play something to begin with or find someone who can um, mentor you for a few dollars. But getting busy is so important because your mind hasn't got that time to wallow in mm. the negative thoughts. Mm. It has to be using um, your creativity. And,
0: and you actually take it one step further than that by saying, well, I mean, a hobby is great, but it's often very self-focused. It's about what you're interested in and what you want want what mm. you enjoy yeah. but you also suggest hey you can get out there and in your yes. community and volunteer and, and help other people out how do how does that um, how is that different from a hobby in terms of the impact it might have on us
1: something where you use your creative creativity uh, it makes you feel good distresses you all of that yep. but um, when it comes to um, getting involved in something outside of you more charity work you're impacting somebody else's life and it's incredible how um, how much it helps you personally like I've, I've had this experience where I, I, um, I wasn't feeling you know I was feeling a bit depressed a bit down and then I friend came to me and he had problems with a a relationship so he talked to me about it and after I finished advising him praying with him I felt like a new person so the focus was not on me anymore Mm. the focus was on someone else and I feel that you know when when Jesus was on earth what was his focus yeah. People helping, doing because he wasn't focused on himself. Mm. And I think that's a great example for any of us. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think he even said, uh, the, he referred to himself as the Son of Man. He said, you know, the Son of Man did not come to serve. But to be served, to be served yes. but to serve, to serve, and to give His life as yes. a ransom for many, and we see that recipe in our own lives. We we're not here to to be served. We we are here to serve one another. And it's, I think there's a lot of you know, like happiness psychologists. You know, this sort of yes. these sort of people have looked into this and found that yes, if you spend your life focusing on how what makes me happy, how can I make myself yeah. happy? Go away, everyone! I'm here making myself happy. Yes. We we actually end up being miserable. Oh, very. And and. You know, paradoxically, Mm -hmm. the answer to happiness seems to be, from, from a lot of this sort of positive psychology research is that when you focus on someone else's needs and help them out, help them accomplish mm. their goals, you suddenly, it, when you get around to thinking about how you feel again, yes. you suddenly realize, oh, I I'm actually <laughs> feeling really good. That's good. And, yes. But but I, I do like the way that you, you finished the article and we have to finish our interview too because yes. we're, we're running out of time. But it's not all, all about just you and your friends and your family trying to sort stuff out by yourselves. There is a time, I mean, your niece, for example, you know, talked about suicide. Yes. That's a serious That's issue. That's a serious issue. And, and we definitely shouldn't um, resist the idea of seeking some sort of uh, professional yes. help. Yes. I, I guess what were you talking about? What, uh, a counsellor? Counsellor,
1: a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whoever is, uh, is going to be able to help you put um, strategies in your mind, it's a great thing to do. Mm. Um, I'm up for it. I know there are some people that don't believe in that. But I think God has left these professionals to help us because we live in a sinful world, mm. and we need all the help we can get. Yeah. And with a good spiritual life and with some help, even in some cases medication, mm. um, you know, you can you can um, stabilize your life again. You can establish something healthy mm. and strong. But I'm all for um, this um, professional help, in, even if you, if it's um, you know social media detox or anything that's little. Get someone to talk mm. to. Talk mm. to someone. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, th- I think that's really important. Um, i mean you know some of our listeners might be you know coming from a christian point of view mm-hmm. and and it's in church circles sometimes you hear this idea oh you know if you've got god just strengthen yourselves w- w- yourself with mm-hmm. yourself with him you won't need counseling you won't need medication mm-hmm. I, I think you know really you know, if you broke your arm would you say i'll just get someone to pray over you know, it i mean no yeah. you we, we, we need God. We need that. Okay. We need that spiritual life yes. to be strengthened. But we have these resources out there, and you know God has allowed Definitely. them to be there. So yes. well, why not make use of them?
1: Yeah. And find someone that aligns with what you believe. Mm. So someone that you can connect with and that will um, help you. Mm. So mm. you can find.
0: Yeah, and, and it might not be the first person you approach. I mean, you might try your GP, you might try a counsellor. You know, I would say, you know, don't give up because no. sometimes the first person you talk to, talk to doesn't quite get it. Yes. Um, so you need to seek, you know, a range of supports around right. you. Don't just hang all your hopes on, on one person okay. and then get all depressed when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. I really no appreciate worries. it, Grace, uh, for, for you giving us, us your time today and, and for writing this article.
1: No, thank you, Kent, for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs> Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.